Hi, I'm Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Elon Musk recently released the Twitter files, which detail how the company limited the influence of certain conservative accounts and corresponded with the FBI. NTD's Steve Lance sat down with Donald Trump Jr. to hear his thoughts on this. Donald Trump Jr., thank you so much for joining us. Good to be with you. The Twitter files, tell us, uh, where is this heading? Well, listen, I think everything that we all said was happening was obviously happening, right? Every conspiracy theory turned out not to be a conspiracy theory, but turned out to be an actual conspiracy. In this case, the FBI colluding with big tech uh, to work as the marketing department of the radical left and the Democrat Party. Uh, you know, I was accused of being a conspiracy theorist when I said, hey, with much smaller following, I used to get 10,000 retweets, now I'm getting seven. Uh, what happened? It's clear. And, you know, then, of course, I'm in the files as one of the people they wanted to ban, and I'm sure they were shadow banning and or not amplifying or not allowed to trend, certainly in a positive fashion. So I imagine just like everything we said was going on in Twitter, we're going to see the same thing with Russia, Russia, Russia. We're going to see the same thing with Fauci. And I'm just glad the American public finally, because we want to believe that, you know, we live in the democracy that is totally neutral and all of these things, but it's just unfortunately not the case. Uh, these things have been manipulated. The radical left has taken that trillion dollar institutions like big tech and social and mainstream media uh, have really manipulated these systems. They've actually done election interference. Uh, all the things they tried accusing us of doing, they were doing themselves. Now that's as clear as day, even if it was clear for people like me who were like calling nonsense at the time, but then we were called conspiracy theorists. We were branded crazy. You know, how many how many of the conspiracy theorists does, you know, let's say the CDC owe an apology to uh, these days for being right about everything? So the people who had the guts to stand up to it were right. They will continue to be proven so. And the reality is, how's what went on at Twitter? How's that any different than what's going on in every mainstream media outlet right now? You think it's any different at CNN? It's probably worse. You think it's any different at MSDNC? No. ABC News, CBS News, NBC News, they're all the same. Uh, that may not get exposed because their leadership is still 100% about freedom of speech for thee but not for me, right? So they, they can have free speech as long as you agree with them. The second I want to voice my opinion that may differ from the leftist talking points, all of a sudden there's no more free speech for you. Where do you think the accountability lies? Well, listen, I, I think it lies, you know, in all sorts of places. I mean, they, that the fact that the FBI was doing that, you saw the agent in charge, you know, with pronouns in his bio, shocking, sh of course. You know, but these are the people that have taken on those institutions. Uh, they've, they've, uh, they've gotten the leadership of the highest echelons of American law enforcement, the same people that called, you know, concerned mothers domestic terrorists for not wanting their children to, to have conversations with, you know, teachers about, you know, mutilating their bodies uh, and, you know, permanently changing their gender. Uh, you know, those are the people who are in charge of the FBI. The door kickers, I'll see them at this conference. They'll come up to me, but I hate what's going on at the FBI, but we're powerless against it. And guess what? That guy, they figure out they're a conservative, they'll never get a promotion. You know, the radical left has taken over all of these things. You saw it in the woke military with the generals. I mean, you know, that's not the door kicker. The guy's actually getting the work done. Uh, they're on our team. But now, hopefully, America sees how bad it is, and they finally wake up to just how badly they've been manipulated. Donald Trump Jr., thank you. Thank you so much. Good to be with you.
And the Republican Party is seemingly fractured in a few areas, with House Leader Kevin McCarthy facing challenges to win the Speaker's gavel and the possibility of a DeSantis-Trump showdown for 2024. We'll take a look at where the party stands as a whole and looking ahead. NTD's Steve Lance spoke with the political analyst Aaron Elmore. Erin Elmore, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Erin, I want to get your thoughts on the state of the Republican Party after the midterms. You know, I think we suffered a big loss for a myriad of reasons. A lot of people are saying things like we need better candidates, and I don't think that's the case at all. I think we need to understand how politics work now. And, you know, the Democrats are doing a lot of ballot harvesting or picking up of ballots and doing a lot of things that we don't do any of. And if we want to be on a level playing field, we have to play the way that they play or else we're not going to win. How fractured do you think that the party is and will it be able to sustain a potential duel that's brewing between DeSantis and Trump and for House Speaker? Uh, well, I, I think that we're in for a really interesting couple of years and a bumpy road. And I think we're going to have to sit back and just let it play out to see which way the, the direction of the country takes us. But we all have to be involved in the way that we feel matters, you know, whether it's getting involved in your local school board elections or running for city council. I think being locally involved is the most important thing. We often look to the White House for solutions, but we should start in our own communities. That brings up an interesting point. Uh, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, he's starting, you know, he had a roundtable recently with medical professionals. He's starting to do the CDC's job for them. Right. Um, what do you make of his approach? You know, he's always been a real leader ever since getting elected. And a lot of politicians read the headlines and decide what to do. He sort of makes the headlines because he's such a unique thought leader and so intelligent. And I think what he's doing is going to be really good for the country because we have honestly been lied to with the origins of COVID and with a lot of talk around the vaccine. And for him to be shedding light on these issues, hopefully it will get out of our conservative echo chamber because a lot of people that aren't watching the things that we're watching don't get the truth and don't get the information. And maybe this will open their eyes and save some lives. Are you getting a sense that there are independents and, you know, moderate Democrats that are starting to look outside of the Democratic Party? I mean, the, the, the midterms wouldn't tell us that. I mean, I hate to sound so dejected, but I truly am. Um, you know, if the, the midterms were a barometer on what was going on, then that would say, lead you to say no, right? I want to switch gears a little bit. You're an attorney. Uh, the Twitter files, uh, these aren't going to go away. Uh, from a legal perspective, how implicated do you think the FBI is? I mean, I'm seeing what you're seeing, what everyone's seeing, and right now it doesn't look good. But the problem is, what happens? Who's going to oversee this? Who's going to prosecute? We're living in a country right now that feels that there's not a lot of accountability. And you just sort of say, it really looks like the FBI was involved here, whether it was Facebook or Twitter. But where do we go from here? And we are going to need strong lawyers and people who want to take these cases to court. But as of right now, it certainly doesn't look like the DOJ is going to do anything. And with that said, who is accountable? Who, where does the buck stop with the FBI? I mean, it's so hard to figure out. And I, I, the quickest answer and the easiest answer is, thank God we have Elon Musk. And I don't mean that from a Republican perspective. or a, It's just that he is someone who seems to be on a quest for the truth and is exposing a lot of the fraud and corruption. And at least that is opening people's eyes. And you, you mentioned Elon Musk. And uh, what do you make of this whole doxing situation and, and journalists, left-wing journalists being doxed? 
Are you on board with that? Well, wasn't he being doxxed? Excuse me, uh, being banned. Right, so Elon yes. was being doxxed by journalists, which is almost like yelling fire in a crowded theater, which was the Shank case, but that then was, you know, there was parts of it that were changed to the standard of inciting violence. And this is inciting violence. You know, I wasn't for Kanye being banned. I believe in absolute free speech, and I'm Jewish. I believe that we should have free speech in this country, and that doesn't mean, it, it, the, the speech that we should protect is the speech that offends us the most. But in the case of doxing, when you're putting people's lives at risk, Kanye's words don't put anyone at risk. They're just reprehensible and disgusting. And you're allowed to have speech that's reprehensible and disgusting. But when you're doxing someone and sharing their specific location, which could result in their death, that's different. It's very serious. I don't think people no, it's realize. it's very, very serious. For, for somebody who has been doxed, it's a psychologically tormenting experience. So like most people probably have not been. Right. So it's hard to put it into perspective. Yeah, it, it puts someone's life at risk. Therefore, it's different. And there should be a standard attached to that. And Elon is taking the appropriate measures. Aaron Elmore, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.